Good evening, listeners, and thank you for joining us on yet another installment of The Midnight Run, presented by KWZD. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you tonight. We have uh, Professor Lewis Chapman in studio today with a little-known history about marbles. Uh, Jason McNally has a special piece for us tonight about the latest of uh, street transportation that I think you're going to find absolutely riveting. And Wilson Gordon is going to be presenting the ASMR Olympics uh, live on scene today on a Ready, Set, Roll. So stay with us tonight. Fantastic show. Uh, This is KWZD. KWZD is member-supported radio. So become a member today and receive a... Hypothetical tote is however much you choose to hypothetically give, you will receive a hypothetical tote as we appreciate support of any kind, even those that only uh, exist in mental thought. We can feel it and we are supported by it. This is KWZD. Up next is What's This? Again, I am Professor Lewis Chapman, and you are listening to another episode of What's This on KWZD. And today, we will be going through the sordid history of marbles, counterfeit pearls, the game of peace that was used to settle disputes, that's quickly unraveled as the losers realized they could use the very marbles kill their high-ranking opponents. And much more is in store for us. Now, I have three wonderful and very knowledgeable guests here on the show. We have uh, Zach Bryant, the uh, Marvel champion of Northern Canada. Welcome. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well, and I'm glad to have you here, Mr. Bryant. We also have W.M. Herschel, the lead historian at the Smithsonian Institute of Mineralogy. Yes, yes, very, very good to be here. Great to have you, Mr. Herschel, Dr. Herschel. Excuse me. Thank you. And we also have a man who needs no introduction. Thank you for that introduction. The, it, it's it's great. It's great being here. Everyone everyone knows who I am. I mean, I'm I'm Klaus Janvel. Yes, the superstar celebrity marvelist. Oh, Klaus Janvel from the reality show. Roll that out, Klaus Janvel. I am so honored to have you here. As you should be, and I, I appreciate you being honored. Yeah, you know. Now let's let's get into it. Um, marbles have a very complex and rich history, of course, but not a lot of people know that that history begins in the same time and place as the beginning of the boat. Correct? Yes. Is it was on boats that. The first rudimentary marbles were fashioned as 
that gave man enough time and enough boredom, quite frankly, to whittle small nodules from the ship, small stones and the like, uh, into what is very much similar to the marble we know today. Is uh, On the ship, they, they found that playing marbles was very riveting as the yaw and timber and pitch of the ship would constantly change a game of marbles, as you know it, adding this whole new dimension. Yes, an extra excitement as well. Extra excitement just on the high seas, playing marbles is... Oftentimes, when ships were being commandeered or pirated or privateered, they would settle uh, with no bloodshed, but actually marble matches where they would uh, divvy up ship parts, uh, booty, limes, anything that was of value on the high seas. Yes, and uh, it has also been said that these marbles were used uh, to gain rank in military. That's very true, because very quickly they realized they could kill each other with them. Wow. And uh, it very much fell apart quite quickly once once the first person realized they could kill the uh, higher-ranking official with their marbles, whether by asphyxiation, uh, hurling it. Uh, really, I don't want to get into too much of the torturous methods in which men tortured another man in torturous ways on the... High seas. Yes, and which brings us, of course, to the Great Marble War of 1427. Yes. A very defining moment in history that is not often talked about is is prior to the Battle of Hastings. Is uh, rival kings tried to settle things in the castle with marbles. This fell apart when uh, Lord Mackintosh of Feverton uh, accidentally tripped on some marbles snapped his neck, uh, a lot of finger-pointing was done, and ended up becoming a massive European war that faded into Indochina and uh, really shaped the world as we know it today. Amazing. Fascinating. Now, after the martial history of the marble and banning, we, of course, have the underground uh, black market marble rings. Correct? Would you guys like to discuss... Uh, yeah, well, you see, I don't know about you no know, Battle of Hastings or, you know, Indochina. I don't know about any of that. Really is my grandfather, God rest his soul, was a dock worker. You, probably, you hear me? Is a dock worker. Yeah. All right? Yeah. On the high seas. Yeah, I don't know nothing about no boats. He was a dock worker. And sometimes you get some guys, you know, on the side help with the dock work, you know, dock work. Mm-hmm. Dock right? work, yes. Dock work. And so it kind of came to a little bit of gambling, a little, you know, is you play with some pearls, you know, old lefty used his eyeball a couple of times. You know, you play, you you, you put your earnings on the table, you know, but uh, it got a little, it's like you're saying, the banning of it, it just, it got violent. You, you got these, you got these dock workers, dock workers out there. <laughs> Who are, uh, you know, putting money on the, putting the livelihoods on the line, yes, and course. so it, yeah. it, it gets a little rough, you know. It's, it gets rough when you're when you're a dock worker, you see. So it it got banned. It was, people got addicted, you know. It's people like their vices, you know. Marbles, it's 
It's the same as, I mean, can I, like, let me say, there are the vices besides marbling. You know, marbling's not that bad, but yeah, yeah, you got bad nonetheless. Yeah. You know, like I said, my grandpa, God, God rest his soul, my grandfather, he was big in the, uh, in the dark working community, all right? Dark yeah. worker. Yes, of course, dark right? working. Yes. So he was big in the, the marbling uh, community that sprung from it. And, you know, when the, the law started cracking down on uh, the dock workers and, you know, the hired hands, but what they really they all turned to the marbles as a way to make a living. It was, uh, it was what you had to do to make ends meet. You know, God bless them. Put a roof yeah, over for my father so my father could put a roof over for me and I could put a roof over for my nine children, right? It's the marbles paved way for my livelihood. Marbling is in my blood, right? I don't Knowing nothing about this, you know, torture, you know, listening to this man over here, that's torture. All right, that was the torture that he was talking about. Listen to him talking about these marbles. Uh, I'm talking about what I'm talking about is putting your life on the line, putting your livelihood on the line, all for some marbles. And speaking of livelihood and lineage, um, the the prevailing narrative on your life, Mr. Claustiano, is uh, that you come from uh, your long family line. wealth. Long, long line. Was built up in the underground yeah. marbling rings. Well, my my great 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 grandfather. He what he did is he would he he began marbling. We know today, you know, making making these spheres out of literally anything you could think of. At the time, you, you were just using rocks and, and wood, but he, he, he'd, get, he'd get glass makers to blow perfect spheres. You got yourself a marble right there. Yes, the, uh, the great uh, Ferdom Ziano, uh pioneer of the glass marble, correct? Yeah, and, and it, it just, it's remarkable how people would overlook anything that wasn't traditional material when it came to marbles, and that it could be endless. Today, I am making marbles out of metal, marbles out of bones, marbles out of larger marbles. Yes, and it is riveting on your show, and that is all the time we have for now, listeners. And as you've seen, the marble is the most versatile spheroid in existence. It goes from 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 games to war, back to games, and to artistry, all in once. And it is uh, holding us together on this great marble we call Earth. Now, we'll catch you next time, listeners, when we will be dis- discussing the history of the modern shoelace. You're listening to KWZD, and this was What's This? Yeah, I'm getting paid for this, right? Oh, yes, of course, yeah. You, you, you receive compensation. Good. Good your mother for me. I will do no such thing.
Good evening, KWZD listeners. This is our news break. Today, we heard about several giant alligators that are not only climbing over your fence, but getting to your children's play yard. So be very careful, be on the look in all of the southern states for climbing alligators. Also on the news, a man has lost his keys. Um, They're very important to him, so he is offered several obsidian rare dice uh, from Egypt. These are worth millions of dollars, so if you find some lost keys, join the key lottery. A man has slapped a chair on an airplane and has uncovered a diamond bush. Famed wrestler Mustachio Unitard has discovered an what may be the first alien creature. He has named it Dick Eye, but scientists are trying to combat that with a new name. This is the news. Stay tuned for our news hour at 7 a.m. Thank you. This is KWZD. Up next is another show. Hey, hey, nerds. Jason McNally here to break down the circuitry for you. So, you've seen them all over the streets, literally littering the sidewalks, whether it's some scooter you have to step over or some bike that's been left in the middle of the street blocking traffic. The Uber can't come in time, the lift's too expensive, your scooter is out of juice, and the bike, who wants to ride a bike when so many obstacles in the way? That's where these pioneers are coming in with a whole new revolutionary idea to penetrate the personal transportation market. And you might be thinking to yourself, Jason, what's next? Well, that's what I'm here to do is to tell you what's next. And it's skates. Is Skates are making a huge comeback and in a big way with these gentlemen. Is, uh, so I've got a couple CEOs who are all trying to penetrate the market before it gets too saturated, a la Scooters. And we're going to get their different takes on how exactly is the best way to run a skate company in the modern era. So we're just going to dive right in. I've got Wyatt McCarthy, CEO of Skater, which is spelled SQ, the number 8... And four R's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So how's it going? Wyatt, tell us about the uh, Skater app. Well, the Skater app is pretty remarkable. So what we want to do is make skates accessible to everyone. So I've been dropping off these skates all across the all across the streets. All right. You can find skates in your town. Just start walking, and you'll find a pair. These are one size fit all skate. All right. Doesn't matter what size shoe you are, they extend out, um, they grip onto your current shoe, so you don't have to take your shoes off and worry about getting someone else's fungus, you know what I mean? Uh, so all you have to do is download the app, 
get past all of our ads because that's the only way we make revenue, and you ride these skates for free. For free, for so free. it's all ad revenue. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a lot of ads, a lot of ads. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, a lot of ads. And so these skates are just are just all over, and and you may just pick them up and go as you please. Is 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 pick them up, strap them on. Yeah. Get your destination and leave them by the wayside. Yeah, wherever you want. And there's GPS location on the app also. So if you want to, you know, locate your nearest skate, then uh, hopefully there's two there when you get there. Wow, that's that, that seems very accessible. Is is it very accessible? Is you just download the app, find a pair of skates, SQ eight number eight R R R R R. Yeah, four R's. And then you're just on your way. Yeah. Be careful with other apps. They've been trying to copy us. And if you if there's three R's, two R's, don't go for it. Not five R's, four R's. Oh, Wyatt, that sounds uh, amazing. And uh, I think we'll get back to you with a couple more thoughts. But we need to hear from uh, Landon Big Wheels Ernest, who is here uh, representing the uh, – Wheeler app, and, and that is Wheeler with uh, a W, uh, looks like two I's, uh, an L, and an upside down R. Is that correct? Yeah, it's um, it's it's really hard getting the upside down R on everything. You, you gotta to physically print it. It's a little easy. You just slip it over, and you hit the print, and get the R, and then you flip it back right up. It works. But on on the computer, it's it's it took a lot of work. Like, it took more work programming that upside down R than it did programming my entire app. Well, that that's amazing. It's aesthetically, it's quite. It really stands out. So it, it's. It, it, it was the the thing that uh, all of my market research told me is, you don't have to provide the best product. In fact, we provide no physical product at all. You need your own skates to plug in to our app, and. Um, we we provide the the motorization that that is the the physical thing that you get when you download the app you put your home address in it mails it to you it only costs three payments of seventeen forty five and um but really it's that that upside down R that really draws you in like it, it it's it's not about the product or the service it's all about the look the look so so maybe taking a uh... Apple-esque approach to this is is we're, we're going by design is, yes, is the big yes. thing we're selling it's, here. You, you're not so much buying a product. You're buying a lifestyle. You're living the Wheeler lifestyle. And, and what is the Wheeler lifestyle, if you can extrapolate? It's, it's all about being chic and looking good. And um, there, there is a small portion of our TOS that you have to be aware of. If you are to download and use our app, you have to wear all of your shirts upside down. It's it's it goes with our upside down R. All of the shirts, so upside down apparel. Do you do you sell that along with? Uh, not yet. They, okay. Uh, mercantile takes a lot to process and make. It does. It can be very hard to get a handle on uh, all well, the infrastructure that's required for that. So can, can Landy, can you tell me a little bit about the device that you receive in the mail? Okay, so it's it's a very small motor that is uh, Bluetooth enabled, and you, you connect that to our app. You put them on your skates, and the program will then tell your skates when to go 
and when to stop. You have to do all the steering yourself, but it will make it go and make it stop. Well, that's certainly a lifestyle, and go and stop is what you need the most to, to get places, I suppose. Yeah. And uh, so that's Landon of Big Wheels Ernest of Wheeler, W-I-I-L, upside down R. Yeah, uh, right side up R's just are, are completely out. And then we have Gerald Quick here today uh, representing his... Gerald, feel me? Oh, pardon me. Uh, Gerald, yeah, Gerald Quick of his app simply titled Quick, which is just a Q and a K. Yeah, it's okay. Keep it simple. Uh, Gerald, can you tell us a bit about about how your app works, your API, your hardware? And, All right, and here's the first thing I'm breaking the game with, okay? You don't even need an app. You don't need an app. You don't need an app. So you could go up to the skates, you find them on the street, swipe your card, boom, NFC, boom, paid for, hop in the skates, you're good to go, quick. You know what I'm saying? Also, on top of that, it is the first and only transportation vehicular device that you drive with your toes. Your toes? Put the skates on, button inside the skates. But are they motorized? They're motorized. So you just have to control with your toes to get where yeah, you need to yeah, go. Yeah, You got the throttle, you got the brake, you got turning controls with the pinky toes. It's all right there. And you just and and these are just all over target cities right now. They're all over uh, fifteen major cities and twelve minor cities. Twelve minor cities, twenty-seven cities. We're it's fantastic. We're currently in the in the uh, beta testing period. All right, so uh, we hope to go countrywide in uh, the next fifteen years. Fifteen years. Fifteen years. Well, that's good to set. Uh, realistic expectations, yeah, I know, suppose. Yeah, and steady runs the wins the race. We know we're quick, but we also reliable. Reliable. Well, three radically different approaches. It's going to be up to you, the listener, and the free market to decide. Gentlemen, uh, some parting thoughts. As, as we'll start with you, uh, Wyatt McCarthy of of Skater. Um. Yeah. So we just edited our app. I want you to go check it out. Uh, we now have four upside down R's. Landon, uh, Landon Big Wheels Ernest, uh, any parting thoughts from Wheeler? Well, it's it's not from Wheeler precisely. It's it's life advice to everyone out there. If you make a thing, copyright it. You don't want your competitor stealing your upside down R that you spent. All of your life savings on your grandma's money Landed, and you, your father. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, we're going to end with the uh, uh, Gerald. Yeah. Well, Gerald, in true quick fashion, keeping it quick. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being here today. Um, hold together, Landon. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you on some skates uh, from some of these gentlemen, or maybe some some new app. By the way, it's very exciting. Be safe out there, nerds. I'm Jason McNally. This was Circuit Breakdown, and this is KWZD. Signing out.
DWZD is made possible from members like you, but also sponsors like this one. Hello, I'm Mark from Mark's Marble Market, and we sell the most marvelous marbles this side of Mars in Michigan. We are located right off of the I-5 in Mars, Michigan itself, and we can't wait to have you in here getting some marbles. This is KWZD. All right, KWZD listeners, are you ready? Are you set? Let's roll. Tonight, we're going to the ASMR Olympics. That's right. All your favorite ear tickles, all your favorite tiny sounds, everything right here. The best of the best competing to be even better than the best. And we've got one of the greatest, the most amazing ASMR veterans here. I'm talking about Charles McIntosh, also known as Magician Proud. It's a pleasure to be here, Wilson. Thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, no problem. It's I spend a lot of time on the ASMR circuit, and it's really nice to have retired and you know laced up my tingles, and you know able to comment on you know the the sport or or really genre I love most of you know auditory effects is it's exciting. We have. We've got just some some absolute killers here tonight. Some absolute killers, some monsters in the league and on the circuit today. This is true. And if we if we turn to the the board now, we could see that who's on top right now is Louis Saito, also known as Killer Pop. Louis Saito has had an insane season. Some of his videos are you know and the three million views. Lots of people commenting that they have really good sleep on it. Is in the last round, the judge from France fell asleep in his chair during his performance. That that is absolutely astounding. And if we, oh, look what he look what he's doing now. He's got he's got a sharpie and post-it notes. And oh, he's gonna write this down real quick. Oh, that's very fascinating. Wow, that's such an interesting story to tell. And the penmanship, the penmanship that he is presenting. I, I know ASMR is all about the sound, but if you could see this, folks, you would be amazed. Let's go back to the instant oh, replay, Wilson, and 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 let's view that that L he just made right there, which is just huge. He's using the Hofstetler method right there. And let's put that in slow motion. Wow! 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 Incredible! I couldn't have held any better myself. Uh, that's that's a huge round from Killer Pop. It's gonna be really interesting. But we can't sleep on this next guy. Argus Pinky has been abs- uh, you know otherwise known away from keyboard as a uh, Francis Blair mm-hmm. has just been absolutely killing it. A bit of a dark horse, not so much known. Actually gained fame through Live Leak. Is a, a lot of X-rated content with some very extreme tingles in ASMR is uh, something unseen, a bit of a bad boy on scene. Yeah, and the instruments he uses are always up to question. You know, sometimes the judges are throwing out what he 
what he actually utilizes to make these sounds. I, it looks like the the judges are settling in. Is they've they've gathered their blankets and pillows, and uh, they're sitting down and ready for Francis to take the stage. All right, Mac, uh, order up here. Yeah. Representing food. He's, he's squeezing that burrito. This is good goulash. This is, uh, yeah, order, order number nine over here. Order number nine. Hey, do you want any uh, more, more coffee over here? More, yeah? Francis, using all of his appendages so well in here is is the way you smash the burrito with the feet is uh, that unorthodoxy that you never know to expect from Argus Pinky. Is him choosing to perform shirtless, way out of left field, and the situation we have here is something we never we see is we see a lot of eye doctor visits, a lot of nose cleanings, but rarely do we see somebody with the comfort of a diner and that whole experience right now. Incredibly immersive, incredibly immersive is is. Is There you go. Oh my god! At least two judges just had their eyes roll back on the back of their heads. I think they're experiencing some incredible tingles right now. As you can see from the judge from Idaho, we're really tapping into something special here with them. Wait, Francis Blair on the on the walk out. Yep, yep, yep. He's rubbing the food on his chest now. It makes sense. The shirtless act finally comes together. You know, Argus Pinky, as they say on online, is Argus Pinky likes to keep it stinky. Yeah. You know. And wow, he put some stink on that one there, Wilson. So now we have Eric Nichols, which this is the first time I've ever heard his real name. He's been very well known as General Tough. And I think we all know General Tough is one of the real veterans out here. Is is not necessarily experiencing the highs as a, say a killer pop but just steady like a freight train in the scene is he's always hanging around always always within the top three four competitors in the league but still has been able to get that very elusive golden tingle and uh judges are are, are realigning is is a few are getting up to stretch stretch out make sure that they're awake before they settle in for general tough oh, he's taking the stage Doing a classic unboxing here. Oh, unboxing He's eating the wrapping. I've never seen this move before, Wilson. This is absolutely groundbreaking. We're witnessing ASMR history right now. Wait, what's coming out of the bag now? I think that is a live bunny he has. Oh no. He's not. He's not. He is a little. Oh. 
Yep, he is licking that rabbit. He's licking that rabbit right now. I don't think we'll ever see anything this extraordinary ever again. This is pure history in the making right now. The look on the judge's face. I don't know how they feel about this act. I absolutely do. That is pure ecstasy we're seeing on the French judge right now. As he is, you can see from here, all of the hair on his arms standing up. Wait. The bunny's been put away. An extreme turn of events. Killer Pop has come back out. What is he doing? This is my turn. He is interrupting General Top's act. Is I, 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 I highly unorthodox, however, not entirely illegal, just wildly frowned upon. His collaboration with other ASM artists is a huge part of the genre. Listen to the slap boxing. They are warriors, absolute warriors, made to keep their rage under wraps in order. It, for the performance. Okay, okay. Uh, General Tuff has brought out a knife. The referees are doing nothing. Is this is all well within the rules? Is is an under in the underground scene? This is very common. Killer Pop using the bleed technique. We haven't seen this since 98. I can hear the bleeding. It's wonderful. It is. It's, it, it, That's going to get him points. Yeah, it's definitely going to get Killer Pop a few points on the board. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh. He's utilizing his... His own blood and the drippings of it in all... His mortality to gain the golden... Killer Pop appears to be losing consciousness, and, and, and it looks like that will be the end of the round as our competitor is passed out. So we'll, we're going we're gonna to have to wrap this back up in studio, Wilson. Oh, the French judge is asleep. Is asleep as the referee is holding up his arm. He is completely unconscious right now, along with the judge from Idaho. We've got multiple judges asleep right now. We've got lots of tingles. Is uh, We're going to have to unpack this. That was an absolutely monster round from three titans of ASMR. Thank you so much, Magician Brown. It has been an honor being here with you and checking out ASMR. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Is uh, It was great that we are able to capture such an important, what's going to be an absolutely legendary day uh, for ASMR. Thank you, KWCD listeners. It's been another wonderful, ready, set, roll. With your host, Wilson Gordon. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us on yet another episode of The Midnight Run KWZD. I want to thank all of our hosts, all of our guests, all of our competitors today. And most importantly, I want to thank you, the listener, because without you, this wouldn't be possible. Thanks to everybody in the studio for making the episode possible. I'm Matt Ramirez, the voice of KWZD. We'll catch you next time on The Midnight Run. This is KWZD.